Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation's Quick Save, and thank God it is because this is our third loadout of the game today. But we it couldn't be more appropriate because we are here to talk about Halo Season 2, Episode 3, so everything is numer- numerically lining up here. Join, I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and joining me today, once again, is Matthew Aguilar. What's up, everybody? All right, if you are just now hopping into this random video for some reason, we are Comic Book Nation, the show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. And Quick Save is our segment where we focus on gaming-related content. Every week we have a Quick Save show that goes into the biggest news of gaming that week. But as a bonus, we also have a breakdown of Halo Season 2. Being Halo was one of the biggest games around. It is now in its second season, and Matt and I are taking apart that season episode by episode. And now we are here for episode three, Vice Grad, which neither one of us was confident in pronouncing coming into this. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you took that grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we're just with the Halo puns. We're we're really getting it in. We're cooking now. So uh, Matt and I did the big Halo season two premiere breakdown, which was the first two episodes, uh, Sanctuary and Sword. We have those on the Comic Book Nation YouTube page, which you should definitely subscribe to. And they are in our Comic Book Nation audio feed on your podcast platforms. Episode three, Matt, how are you feeling right now? Because I think we came away saying we were really impressed with the improvements of the premiere episode after season one, which full disclosure, our show, we were, we did, we agreed that it was really bad by the end, but we thought there was promise in the DNA of the show. If somebody could just pull out the good parts. Now we came back and we said, episode one really was a good example of how to improve this show. We said episode two was slower, uh, you know, definitely slower, but showed that they had more focus on, you know, which characters to focus on, relationships, and how to make this a drama beyond just the action stunt bits, and there was moving of the pieces. Episode three, how do you feel about this one, Maddie? Uh, it's my number one. Uh, I will say it's when we talked about season one, and we've talked about season one a bit in, like, the first two episodes being like wow you can see the improvements and things like that uh but episodes like this is where that was really going to be put to the test because this episode by nature of how it's broken down doesn't have a giant action sequence uh that like is kind of going to divert all the attention right there's some action here and it's 
it's great, <laughs> but it's they're very small slices amidst the bigger episode, right? And so if if it was going to keep your attention and if it was able to be able to do those small character moments and dialogue and all that and keep you hooked, this this episode is the test of that. To me, it passes with kind of flying colors. I I was this was I was engrossed all the way through and there is not really those big landmark oh wow the covenant army's here we have to deal with this or whatever to kind of distract you uh and if there was going to be an episode where this just completely dropped the ball this was going to be it because you really just are dealing with character stuff uh and from all different aspects of the world right now whether that's in reach and chief whether that's with you know, Soren's wife and Quan and everything that's going on there. Uh, Ackerson has a huge spotlight here. Halsey has a huge, like, there's a lot going on. And there's actually a lot of big reveals here. But again, it's not someone has a gun. Someone is, you know, moving into a big thing of energy swords. Like, this is this is different. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, and this is also, for me, a thing that uh, I have gotten into several debates on as far as how the series is approaching the property and not just giving us what halo the games do in as far as in their story uh i this is to me like the proof that like hey uh, this is what i come to the show for i didn't come for just to watch master chief go mow down a bunch of people and not care about any of the supporting cast and characters and greater stories that make them people so to me, this is an episode that's like full. That's all this is. <laughs> it's like people's stories and and making people human. Uh, and I I really enjoyed this uh, episode. I gotta say, like I I really I've watched it twice now, and I I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm with you in the sense that this is the show. This is the episode that proves that like Halo is a show and they have found whereas in season one it felt like more of a rolling series of ideas it felt like this is actually the proof because we got these in the first four episodes right so we got a right. batch of basically a four hour movie and they take a bold strategy here it's like first hour action intrigue Second hour, third hour character stories and development for that two hour block, which is episode two and three. And then it's no spoiler to say that we're clearly set up for the final hour to be action. Right. right. So that is a bold strategy to do. And you have to have confidence that you are steering the ship in a way that is going to be compelling. Because what they've done here is they've made us now do what the first season never did, which is truly deeply care about the action and what happens and who it happens to and what the outcome is not just in a battle but in like the frayed character relationships that are going to come out of this and the chaos and, and the new positioning of characters in different places out of this and so this hour really proves that there are showrunners now who are running this show and that every episode was sat down and kind of figured out as an episode of tv not just one part in the movie, just this is a focus episode of TV. Last episode had a focus theme to it. You know, like what sword was 
this has a focused theme to it about, you know, what is going on, who believes what in perspective and, and all of that thing and questioning perspective and, you know, judgment and all that, like, there's a big deep thing here. And like you said, it runs consistent throughout the episode from the beginning where, you know, chief has to have his judgment and his perception questioned by his fellow Spartans to, you know, Ackerson and going with, uh, I always forget the, uh, the, uh, general's name, the, um, Oh, the Admiral. Oh my God. Yeah. That scene rules. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I watched that scene twice because again, it's about perception to Ackerson. This is what the greater good is. And the, and the general's just like, yeah, you know, you can F off. Like I'm not doing yourself. Yeah. Go F yourself. And he's just like, yeah, because that's what it sees in, you know, all the reveals, like you said, like master chief thinking he has an ally in the, in the ex, you know, commander who's also working with Ackerson's unit. And then like all of these things about who knows what and who sees what and what the greater good of perspective is. Like, do you tell the people and let them panic or do you just try to save who you can and do like, there are all these moral dilemmas that come out, but they're good because they're going to be places that result in the character development that makes, you know, what is a Spartan, not just a person in hyper robot armor, but a person with this kind of heroic heart when all odds are down and, you know, it's an impossible fight. You are the person who can turn back the impossible and save people and do the thing, you know, Spider-Man it, do the thing that nobody thinks you're going to be able to, you know, shoulder. So there's clear kind of arc into each episode and it makes it feel like more and more like (laughs) this is a thing I want to make time to watch every week. Like, and I want to see it. And like the cast, Joseph Morgan, like you said, Ackerson, not just some one note arch villain. Like, Morgan layers. is doing, yeah, my layers. God. <laughs> like that whole arc with just this, this whole thing they did with Halsey and the redheaded girl. Cause when I'm yes! describe this, when you watch it, it's one experience, but I do these recaps and these recaps, and there's so much to these episodes that my recaps are literally like now 2000 words a, a piece. Like I can see we're that, going yeah. there because it's just like every scene you have to tell the details and especially knowing that I knew that like that whole scene was going somewhere in episode two and just being like, <laughs> just to tell you all the details, like here's what you really need to know about this scene. And here's what's really happening. And here's exactly how they're presenting it because this is going to later present. And like, when you figure out like, yeah, that whole story, like that you're watching play out and it's this mystery becomes this whole deeper story for both Halsey and Ackerson, how they know each other, the deep history between them and like how messed up it is in this larger idea about how Ackerson sees the Spartan program and like his complicated view of it. And it's not all evil. It comes from this, you know, personal right. pain place. And Yo, just seeing his other side of him caring for his father and always, you know, you, you always think there are going to be these bad guy moments, like when his father is becoming difficult and he could just snap and show you an evil side, but he's not. He's like a very sympathetic son. He's a very yeah. kind of good son. He's taking care of his dad. And But you see the kind of way he leaves it, that horrific way that to him is the mercy, right? Yeah. Like, and it's just... Right. Yeah, when you're dealing with this, it's now about like, yeah, this whole thing about 
making and this is the most interested by the way i've ever been about a halo's mythology lore and, and the larger components of it this is the longest conversation i think you and i and all the years of knowing each other <laughs> and all the time we've talked about how much halo we've played that we've actually been like oh i know what the uni or the oni is and like yeah when the us when the marines and the blah, blah, blah. absolutely like, same none of that matters. yeah like... and now it matters intensely like who are the spartans versus who is this faction versus who are the grunts caught in the middle like that scene in the beginning is so good. You know the Spartans aren't going to die when they go to right. investigate the relay. There's no way. But you don't want to see what happens, first of all, to these poor bastards they would beat to death. And two, to like what happens to Kai and them like if they go down that path and, and have to yeah. slaughter a bunch of Marines. Like what happens to them mentally? Like that's And talk about making an impact from a – from like sound design the way they did that door and the the slamming door that's like they set such a great tone right away from that and it's a great fake out but it's also like it sets the tension for that confrontation so well also i will never get tired of kai just like telling people like oh you you'll make it to like i <laughs> blow your face off yeah like all of that stuff I, is I so good like, uh, like the best because it's just so nice but so matter of fact and she's just like yeah you'll do it no, i kill you but, but like, yeah. yeah 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 and you mentioned ackerson i think he is there's there's a lot of great acting in this episode but i man he has and he was right he you know morgan said right that you would hate my character right from the get-go you're gonna hate him because he's gonna bring in all these changes he's gonna he's not very clearly not on chief side he's not necessarily directly opposed to him either uh but he's not you know he he really is coming in there and thinking of things from a logistical standpoint and not from a you know i helped create you halsey standpoint right but when i feel like his his humanity is really under the microscope in this episode one because of those father scenes you know uh dementia scenes hit hard for me anyway um and so like but that scene and the way it's played out and the conversation that they have it's incredibly difficult when you're watching someone you love not be able to recall things it's also incredibly difficult i i love how they painted it from their perspective as well it's incredibly difficult for the person not being able to recall and and so there's that very real um kind of pain and, and awkwardness in their conversation but then you get to the revelation of his sister and the ties that she has to halsey it now makes it perfectly clear and understandable why he dislikes her why he doesn't like her and then though when he does leave and it's the sister and you know that's not real you know what i mean like there's there's so much done there um with his father and that that's how he wants his father to that what he wants his father's last memory to be essentially before everything comes crashing down there's just a there's a lot uh the way he talks about reach you can understand coming from where he's coming from of like and they teased it in the last episode right when he's talking to cortana and like so there's no chance and she's like no no calculation and you don't know what he's referring to there but you have an idea and it turns out that obviously she's been running simulations about reach will it fall they're here there's no way it can it can stand up there's no strategy you can make that's going to change it and so now he's like okay we save who we can 
and you also understand completely why the admiral's like f you i don't do that we don't do that we stand we fight like that's what we do that's what we've trained our entire lives to do so i just thought from all these different sides of this conflict it's also nice too the admiral the the admiral is shocked because he's looking at cobalt team in front of him and being like i just reamed chief for going out and doing all this and and kind of calling his sanity in the question and then now i'm standing looking at the team that he was trying to find and they're dead <laughs> and you know like you've been lying to me and so there's just all these revelations throughout the episode uh and then it all comes to i think you know again one of the most poignant things that we've been building towards uh this entire season with chief and perez and that moment in the chapel and them finally you know chief finally finding someone who believes him and if anyone's you know ever talked to someone about like man do you see this happening and someone agrees with you it's like the best day of your life all of a sudden right it's like oh my god you get it <laughs> you understand and seeing them bond and stuff i just yeah i just thought from every angle like this was a success and it's i i am a i have become more of a fan of the halo universe not just the the games and the multiplayer gameplay i've become a fan of the world of halo through this show and i have not i've played a lot of halo games in my time and i love jumping in a warthog and almost running over my team and going upstairs and shooting rockets and all that but that doesn't i, I never felt connected to the characters in any of that i feel that way here so for me i just like i'm hyped for for episode four and us to talk about it yeah like fall of reach is a major part of the games and this was infinitely more interesting than anything about it in the games right and the games is just a place it's indistinguishable for, like really in my memory from any of the other places that didn't have flood that i fought in halo but right. this just created a whole underlying intrigue to this so that like when like we're saying when we get to this battle episode it's going to be noise when we finally have actual scenes that are not just random people running, getting slaughtered by Covenant, but people we care about trying to accomplish goals, objectives, make a stand, get away, help others. And I like how everything, and we haven't even gotten into it because I don't want to spend too long because I know we have an awesome interview stuff coming up with this. So I don't want to kind of get too bogged down here, but we didn't talk about the Soren side of things because that was the other. Yes. Thing oh, so, my God. Yes. That is so mess. That was so messy about season one. Right. We were looking back over it when we did season two and it's like Quan drops out in episode seven. She or six or seven. She has that whole standalone episode with Soren and then she's gone from the rest of the season. Like no mention. And that's what the pilot was about. She was with the main character in the pilot. And we were like, what is going on with the show that started with her as the first character we meet in the show and have yes. this massive sequence about her and her family and their importance. And then we just lose her halfway the series and never see her again. So I like that this season has already proven that. And they kind of do a fake out in this episode with Lara telling her to like take Kessler yeah. and leave and do that. And like, oh, they're going to separate. Now we have like 15 scenes to keep track of. But no, it gets brutal. And I like the violence is kind of brutal in this season um, that she comes back and, and saves her and that they're bringing everybody together. And that by episode four, it's literally like everybody's coming together. 
soaring. Yeah, they're all going to be in the same like building. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's like, and we said that that was so good about the first episode. Is like one of our most like, oh, thank God, like reveals was that there isn't some like weird search for Halsey across the universe thing like they tease in the first episode. You find out, oh, she's just in, she's just in a, a facility on Reach. She's like right next door and they're just kind of holding her and Cortana right there and the key. We don't have to go and do a bunch of MacGuffin episodes. They're all right here. Everything's here. Now we got Soren brought back and that was a great, <laughs> got a, what a, what a great reveal. Ackerson, what a bastard just leaves and he goes back. Oh, I got an old friend for you. Like just boop. And, and so, the way like, his smile when oh, he does, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so okay. good. Yeah. Um. And so, and then, yeah, Lara and Quan are coming there to get him and counselors on like, it's all coming together, right? So, yeah, we got a we got a lot that we can do. There's a lot that we could lose the next episode. Um, there and any of those losses will feel impactful if we lose a single Spartan, right. we lose a single member of Soren's crew, we even lose some grunt Marines or the general or or whatever. Like it's going to be a loss, right? So yeah. they've done a good job. Oh yeah, we didn't even big. get to Riz. There's a whole yeah. Oh thing God, in- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just like this whole, yeah, talking about making characters like you get, um, what was I saying? Uh, Marvin Jones III is Louis 036 and that whole thing. Um, and, you know, we didn't even put that two and two together when you see episode two and he takes her to the healer. And then you find out they got a whole last like little romance thing going on. And like her learning about life and, and seeing the possibilities of that and all that stuff. Like, um, and you can see where that could become very important post episode four, or like what happens after this battle and how does it affect all four Spartans? Because they don't have chips making them do this anymore. Like there's, they're people now and like what happens, there can be trauma and it doesn't have to be your body. Like it can be a lot of stuff can happen to you. So this is all kind of interesting question and like, I mean, the only person we don't know like that much about, we're not in the head of, is right now is what Varric or Vonic, and uh, yeah, that's okay. it. And I even him, him exactly he's got, he is. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a great like, you know, you have enough personality right from him, but we, yeah, we still don't know a ton of about backstory and stuff. Um, you know, there's just, I mean, look, we talked about what one, two, three, four, four on five ongoing stories just in this episode alone that are touched on and then of course you have the macro level covenant you know war thing that's happening like it it it's a it's a lot and it's the fact that you know i mentioned quan in the beginning but then amidst all of our discussion forgot to go back to that scene like that's a testament to how much is in here and how much of it is actually compelling too uh, i mean that quan you know, scene of just seeing her be a complete badass is great. Uh, and it's, and it's also, I, I love how they're bringing her in with like Kessler and their bond. You know, I love that when she comes in, there's a lot of small moments, right? Like when she comes in and sees Kessler and they hug and like Lara notices like, Oh, he knew already. Like yeah. you, but they just hover just to li- just to let you know that like the characters clicking, that's clicking for the character. So like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of great stuff, and they, and they. I also like that they didn't. They let some of the action play out. They give you just enough tease to set up episode four. So like, but like literally, explosions go off, right? So it's going down. There's no question of 
oh, are they going to make us, you know, wait a whole half an episode before doing? No, no, that crap's already started. <laughs> so uh, I'm very, and I'm also excited too, where that leaves Chief and Perez, because now they're literally together in that spot when everything goes to hell. So I'm, you know, I'm excited to also see them kind of, you know, kind of go on their little journey and, and get back to where they're going as a kind of a team. So I dug it, man. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get it in. Let's go. And then I'm ready to know like how the back half of the season goes because we have no idea. We only got kind of the first four, like I said. Um, I also, it's also kind of, I like how they've set it up because even after this, the fall of Reach and, you know, Quan still has a big part to play because, you know, there's a lot of theories that she's the one that has the early read on, you know, the flood and that whole thing that can get unleashed in all this. And it'll be interesting to see how they tie what happens on Reach into that threat that comes out of it. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of excited for all this, man. Can't believe I was yeah. going to be uh, excited about Halo season two, but uh, we're going to see. <laughs> can't wait to see how people do because we got a battle episode midway last year, but this is really going to be like the Game of Thrones test, right? Like how you do yeah. a big battle episode. How do you pull this off? Yeah, yeah, so you got to make this. Be, yeah, the feedback they got to deliver. It's going to be quite a recap episode, a quick start next week, folks. So be sure to tune in for episode four because yeah, it's going to be. We're going to have a lot to talk about. All right, Matt. I mean, if unless there's anything else you want to touch on, I think we've done the thing, and uh, yeah, no further I, ado. But for you to uh, bring in some more of your awesome exclusive content related to Halo Season Two here, yeah, well, it's it's perfect timing. I feel like because this episode ends with a great scene and a great sequence of scenes actually between Chief and Perez, and then one of my favorite scenes in Episode Two uh, is also involved Perez and the family. So who better than to talk to Christina Rodlow all about episode two scenes and everything going on in episode three. Uh, and she teases some really uh, cool things coming down the pike. So uh, without further ado, check that out right here. Matt Aguilar here from comicbook.com. Today, I have the esteemed pleasure of speaking to Halo star Christina Rodlow. How are you? Hi, I'm very happy, very excited to be here talking to you and the audience. Very, very happy. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, you know, congrats on on season two. Uh, Perez has, you know, in just a very short time, I feel like become, uh, you know, a fan favorite and become also a like major point of um, almost uh, kind of being like Master Chief's only real connection to reality in some ways, because <laughs> she's the <laughs> only one that like believes him for, for a lot of you know, this early part of the season. Um, but I kind of want to take a step back before we get okay. to episode three, because obviously we're talking after episode three has already come out so we can get into all the details on that. But okay. in episode two, there was a one of my favorite scenes of the season, which was the family dinner. Uh, that is like such a... I mean, it's it, it's such a delight from when he, you guys get to the door and it's, you know, it's your mother and she's like a greeting. The, the only a greeting that a mom can can give to someone, uh, a Spartan, I feel like. Uh, and, and the brothers and all of that. Uh, how much fun was that? It felt like it was fun, even though there's like such an awkwardness to Chief and everything in that scene. Yeah. How much fun was that to actually film or, you know, or was it? <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun because we 
I mean, my family became my family. Like we got so connected. We created, we created such a bond, even though it was only one scene that we had together. We were like, we, we need this to feel like a family. So we went out a bunch of times and we had a lot of fun. And when we shot that scene, it was like a, also like a break for everyone on set, you know, like, cause after shooting so many hard scenes and so many battles and like, it becomes a lot. Yeah. And when you have a scene as easy, but hard at the same time, because you have so many actors just talking, those are the hardest scenes sometimes, but it became so easy to shoot. And everyone was so excited. Everyone was just like having so much fun. And not only the actors, also the crew, you know, cause everyone on set was like, Oh my God, we needed this. We needed this time, this downtime. <laughs> and just seeing people laughing and enjoying each other, even though something else happens after. But like those two minutes, it, it was amazing. Honestly, we had a lot of fun. And I'm I'm very happy that people are loving that scene because I've gotten so many messages saying that that scene is like top and it's great. Well, because it, it it's like you said, it's it's a break from the seriousness of everything else that's that's happening. We're dealing with, you know, planets being glassed and, you know, uh, people like dealing with all their, you know, family trauma and loss on the on the side of this big war. So when you just yeah. get an awkward family dinner, it's <laughs> just it's nice. And Pablo plays that so straight, but yeah. even like just the little glimpses, you know, was that. Was that scene actually harder to film from a keeping a straight face thing because you guys almost were like, it was a break? It was, I mean, we were very focused, obviously, but there were moments where, especially my cousins were like saying stupid things and you would laugh at it, you know, like, and thank <laughs> God the camera was not on me <laughs> because they were improvising a lot. I mean, that scene was even longer in Depths and the showrunner, they were like, Debs is a director, they were like, just improvise, just play. And so there were moments that we were just playing. And for me, for me and Pablo, we were just like, well, we cannot laugh. We we just need to be straight because there's a lot of things happening to our characters. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was a little bit hard, yes. I won't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it but in the best way. It's and best you way. know, like yeah. I yeah, it, and like I mentioned before, and and you know, a big part of the season. Chief and, and Perez meet really early, meet in the first kind of climactic, what a scene to kind of meet in, right? It's a it's a foggy battle scene, you know, yeah. you almost die. Like there's so much going, there's so much going on there. But also that really forms a bond that we've seen kind of play out, even though they don't actually have as much interaction over the course of like the next two episodes. There's like this kind of bond that's forming on either side because there's only a couple people here who really know the truth and who believe, you know, and, and he's being master chief is being questioned on all these things of sanity and hallucinations. And, you know, his own team is starting to lose trust in him. And yet there's just one person that gets it. And I feel like not on these terms, we're not dealing with like, you know, alien warfare, but like everyone can relate to that, right? Everyone can relate to like one person, you know, just like getting something and you being yeah. able to relate to them. Uh, and in this episode, in episode three, we get a, a, a powerful scene towards the end with those two finally kind of coming back together and tackling, you know, religion and 
faith and also just like, you're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that scene kind of once you saw the final product and, and where that leaves them kind of leaving this episode? It, oh my God. That's my favorite scene. That's like throughout the show. That's my, it stayed with me. I think it's beautifully written and what we did, I think me and Pablo and, and the director and everything, which is like, it was beautiful, I think. And, and I think it's a qu question that we all ask ourselves, you know, like you don't even need to believe in anything, but you, you ask yourself, like, how can I get answers? Like, why, who, who can I talk to? Like, if, like, is there something out there outside of us, you know, like, are we, who are we, you know? And, and I think Paris is the one that is the only one, like you said, is the only one that understands Master Chief because he he doesn't know how to, uh, how to question himself because he's right. learning to be a human. He, he hasn't been a human. So she is the one asking the questions that he would like to ask himself, but he doesn't know how. So when he meets her, she's like, well, I'm asking myself these questions that I think you're asking yourself as well, but you don't know how to process that. So let me let me show you. I don't have I might not have the answers, but at least I'll be there with you. Because we're going we're going in the same path. We're going through the same things in a different way. You're Master Chief, you're this big Spartan, and you're fighting to save us. But at the end of the day, we're humans. And you want to connect and I want to connect and I want to find the reason of why we're here and you and you the same. So I think and I want I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but the bond that it's going to be between um, Master Chief and Perez, it's it's going to be amazing. It's a it's a great relationship that we build. Well, that's that's perfect, because that's what actually I was I was going to ask, you know, kind of moving forward, because you're right. He's still and it's it's easy to forget sometimes. Uh that he's still really learning how to communicate, how to analyze his own feelings and his own thoughts. He's not used. He's also not used to being on very kind of shaky ground as far as his like decision-making and people questioning his, you know, not even his nerve, but like just his sanity. Right. It's very yeah. new all around, even if he wasn't dealing with trying to figure himself out as a person and all that. Um, and that's why it's been great to have, Perez as a, you know, person who's, who's really kind of giving him some kind of center because we don't have Cortana. We don't have some of these other characters, even his own team right now is very, what is going on with you? You know, he, he yeah. doesn't have that foundation. Um, but for Perez, because I love number one, that the prayer that, mm -hmm. you know, is it's her that deciphers that it's her that like brings all that understanding to it. And it's, it's awesome to see kind of some of that, um, I guess some of that credit spread around a little bit that it's just not all this, like, you know, only a Spartan can do it or only this person could do it. I like that we're seeing all these other people play central roles. Do you yeah. feel a little bit of that as well for the the character in the season? I do, 100%. And I think what I like a lot about this season is that Master Chief, like you said, Master Chief cannot do this alone. And it's like humanity. We cannot do everything alone. We need a team. We need support. We need we need other people. And I think Master Chief realizes that, even though that he is omnipotent at some point, 
he cannot do this alone. And when he realizes that, I think that's the beautiful thing about the season that he realizes that he needs everyone. And he, they, it's not about not only the Spartans can save the, the whole world alone. He needs the whole world to stand united so they can fight united, you know, and everyone is going to do what they're best at. But if Perez didn't um, figure it out, what the, the, what the prayer was saying, he would have been confused, even though he knew right. that they were there already. But he, he, He's questioning about why are they here? Why why are they doing it the way they're doing it? And she gives her gives him the answer, you know. So it's it's like a puzzle and it starts to come together. And and I think the puzzle only can be resolved in community. And that's what I love about this season. Well, and of course, that plays right into, you know, this this episode too, I feel like really drove home the point of you know, we know reach and we know the fall of reach from the games and the mythology is so important. It, it holds this very kind of special place in, in the mythos overall. Uh, but I feel like you always know it's important, but you still need to be made to feel like it's important and on a personal level. And I thought this episode did, you know, from Ackerson and his father to obviously Perez and, and her family. Then you've got Quan on the other side and things like that. Like there there's... Oh, they really are making you feel the, oh my God, if reach falls, if they invade, these people can die. Like there's an actual, you know, human element to it and not just like, oh, well, building falls. Like we've all, uh-huh. <laughs> we've all seen that, you know, um, and yeah. things are teeing up for that in, in this episode, especially, uh, you know, it, it doesn't even end. We get explosions and stuff before the thing even ends. Um, what can you tease about that and what's to come? Um, as much as he can, of course. And then how, you know, now Chief and Perez find themselves like together at this point, like the, everything's going down now. It's not even like, is it going to happen? It's, oh, it's happening. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> what can you tease about them moving forward and having to just deal with the moment of it? Well, episode four, you guys are going to love it. It's my favorite. I won't say much, but it's 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 chaos it's a mess and and Perez in that in that specific episode her life is going to take a shift she's going to realize many many things and her life is going to change forever because of what's happening and that's going to make her take a decision to to do something bigger I I don't want to ruin it but like to do something bigger it's like the main thing and that's going to unite her even more with Master Chief and the rest of the Spartans. That's all I can say. Man, <laughs> <laughs> so hype! Uh, I know I gotta, I gotta let you go here. Um, just because they, you know, the they really seem to have upped their game this season as far as the the props, the the weapons, the fight scenes, like everything really just feels like a step up from from last season um and we've seen some of the behind the scenes of uh you know how intricate and detailed the the props are uh everything's from the helmets to the armor to the, the weapons of course um 
Did you get to you play with any of that stuff behind the scenes? Is there going to be like after the season's <laughs> done, we're going to get some cool like behind the scenes photos like you holding an energy sword? You know what I mean? Like, because oh I, I couldn't resist. They would have to ban me from all of that stuff to keep me from doing that. You say that. But after wearing everything that we wear and everything they wear and how. I mean, it's very hard. You don't want to play. <laughs> like you don't want to play anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. Take this away from me. I just want to go home and rest. Um, so you won't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's amazing. Uh, well, look, all the best success. I, I cannot wait to see how the rest of the season plays out. Uh, and you know, your character has been wonderful. So, so kudos on all the amazing work. And uh, I hope we, you know, see Perez. Stick around for the for the long haul. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you. And keep watching it. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you to Christina Rodlow for joining us here on QuickSafe to talk about Halo Season 2, Episode 3, Vice Guard. We cannot wait for Episode 4 to see what happens with Perez, Master Chief, and everyone else. Thank you guys for tuning in to our recap show. We are Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture. And our quick save segment releases regular episodes every Thursday where we dive into gaming culture. And we also are doing these Halo Season 2 bonus episodes. But beyond that, Comic Book Nation covers all variety of geek topics. Every week, my buddy Matthew Aguilar here pulls the biggest comic topics to talk about in the poll list. We also have our regular live show every Friday and the comic book on the other feed for phase zero. You can get all your Marvel deep dives if you want to go there. So there you go. It's a whole comic book nation. We are quick save. This is the halo season two recap. We will see you guys next episode. Peace. This is